You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 27 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Hey, man. What's happening? It's been a long time. I know. We screwed up last week. Well, we tra- I was traveling. So you were traveling? Yeah. So I, I thought you were tired. And you, I was and you traveling, and then, yeah, there's a miscommunication. And you know what? If we're not fresh, it's better right. off pausing it for a week and getting back into the mix when we're all good and everybody's rested. and Getting fresh. You got your sleep. You got your workout, and you're ready. You're ready for your 15 rounds. Oh, yeah, with baby. With your friends in the Amen Corner. <laughs> Dude, I just saw yeah. that uh, we're recognizing the Armenian genocide as a genocide. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's a very big deal. Very big deal. And um, Ronald Reagan actually recognized it, but every president since... Back has on. engaged in obfuscation yeah. or used the Armenian word for it rather than saying it in plain English. And President Joe Biden uh, has decided Biden. to actually recognize the Armenian genocide, Armenian- which is, of course, is- pissing off Turkey. Is um, the Armenian word Shoah? No, it is not. It's not Shoah. No, it's not Shoah. <laughs> you know what was interesting, though, is that the Anti-Defamation League for years gave cover to right, because Turkey had a good relationship with Israel. A lot of American Jewish organizations. Yes, very cynical. Cynical. Terrible. And and then as soon as Erdogan sort of turned, quote unquote, turned against Israel, then all these Jewish organizations were like, well, the Turks committed genocide against the Armenians. But that, I don't and think all that's of a sudden I mean, that, that I, I think best that I can tell, most of the big Jewish organizations um have been like basically supportive but passive. I mean the Armenians are, are well, Armenians now. are located. The mass of Armenians are located in places like New York, New Jersey, California, Illinois, big important states. Yeah. So uh, it strikes me that you know the Armenians are well organized. I think they're getting some backstop from the Greek American community and then the Jewish community as well. But I, but you're right. I mean, for years, for it's years, Jewish organizations cynically shielded and made the case in Congress not to recognize the Armenian genocide because Israel damaged the and Turkey had good relations. It's really bad. Yeah. yeah, Abe Foxman was not good. This was not his greatest moment. No, definitely not. I don't know. I haven't seen what he has said most recently about the recognition. I presume well, he's for it. He's no longer. He's, yeah. But he's no longer. Right. So. Still. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, no, the, the whole thing's ugly. Last, I, I got a couple of press calls about it. I won't do it. I mean, this is such a this is such a sensitive and horrible thing. You know what? They want yeah. to talk about the Armenian genocide. Call Armenians or call Turks to talk about it. I mean, I, I can know, talk about it. Jew- 
Let's talk to Jews about it. Let's talk to Jews about the Armenian genocide. I got enough genocide. You you talk to the Armenians and the Turks. Exactly. No, I think that's a good idea. They should actually speak to the people involved in it, not the tangential. I mean, there's plenty of time to talk about the implications of U.S.-Turkey relations, but like, this is a big deal. This is the first president since the 1980s. Uh, who is going? Who re- has recognized in straight up terms? I read the statement out of the White House yeah. earlier. So, well, that's good. That's yeah. good. We don't we don't need more cynicism. I mean, it shouldn't be like a big. It shouldn't be such a big deal for us to recognize truth, right? But you know, obviously, yeah, well, we live in this world where there isn't. I mean, it's post truth. It's truth yeah. is whatever you want it to be, right? Yeah. There are uh, 600,000 Americans who are dead as a result of COVID. Oh, I don't agree with that. That's not my truth. What, what <laughs> the know, fuck is that? They miscounted that. They, they, anything, if you, had, like, if you were in a car accident and you happened to have COVID, they counted that as COVID. It's like, I, that's not true. <laughs> I, it's so not true. I, it's seared in my brain is a, is a TV interview with some guy who owned a gun shop in Arizona. Uh-huh. And he had a sign on the door that said, if you're wearing a mask, you you won't be served. You're not allowed in the store. And so the journalist said to him, you know, like, you know, this is however many tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have died. He's like, yeah. well, I don't agree with that. <laughs> you're entitled <laughs> to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own set of facts. It's I don't agree with you're that. Not. You know, it's interesting because my mom was here for dinner last night. Uh-huh. And... You know, we generally try to avoid talking about sensitive issues with her. But, you know, my girls really have zero fucks to give and they will engage in any conversation that they feel like. Right. And my mom said something about like, oh, you need to be careful about the sources that you're trusting when you read them. Uh Uh-huh. Which is very good advice. Which is true. But then Talia just turned around and said, you know... You, when you read anything, you have to be able to discern what the bias is of the author. Okay, very good. And she's and both my girls were telling me that they learned how to do this in public school, which is not a skill that you and I were taught when we were growing up. No, I, I think that was something that through my parents. But okay, well, I think why. we did. I think we had more. If I remember correctly, I, I think kind of woven into the curriculum was more of a sense of civics. Okay, but I certainly didn't have classes where I was handed articles and said, okay, What's I want bias? you to analyze this and right. you tell me what the bias is and why. Right. And and so Talia was basically saying to her, like, you have to be able to discern between fact and opinion. Right. And that's something that, you know, the generation of kids that are growing up now are – certainly seem to have a better grasp on than well, our generation. And just think about how poorly out. educated the United States is and poorly educated all these mm. people. That's how, that's how people have been able to mind fuck this country into believing that science is bullshit, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, or, the, or they don't know the difference between the editorial page and news reporting. Not to say that there hasn't often been times where the newspapers of record have let their editorial line bleed into some of their reporting and stuff like that. It's obviously not as bad as critics make it out to be. But the fact of the matter is, is that people, this country, people in this country are so poorly educated. The public school system has been defunded, demeaned, whatever. And I, it's hard to, it's hard to draw the any other conclusion than it's been a political strategy by design, by design, exactly, by design. 
But but you know what I find ironic and funny and ridiculous is Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. The name, the title of his book was "Facts Don't Care About Your Feelings," but meanwhile, all that guy has is feelings all the time. All of his takes are based on not on fact, but on his belief system. By the way, do you ever follow like what goes on with him on Twitter? No, no, I don't oh have time God. for this bullshit. My God, he went to the Home Depot this week. Because, you know, lots of people are saying that Home Depot should be boycotted because they're a Georgia company and they're not speaking out against the voter suppression laws. And, you know, we know that the founder of the Home Depot is a big Trump supporter. Big Trump supporter, right. Bernie Marcus. Right. So he takes pictures of himself, Ben Shapiro, who is held out as the intellectual standard bearer on the left. He bought like a piece of wood. Okay. And he got, there's a video of him in the parking lot, like talking about this plank of wood that he bought at the Home Depot. But meanwhile, he put it in like this plastic bag. Like he's walking out. Who walks out of the Home Depot with like a plastic bag and a piece of wood in it? It's so obvious that this is performative. For him. Like <laughs> this is, the guy has never, and listen, I am not a handy person by any stretch of the imagination. But that guy has never gone to the Home Depot and said, "I've got to straight. I've got to fix some shit in my house today, and I'm going at it." Dude, Home that, Depot sucks. No. Well, but yeah, you know what? Like, you know what sucks what more ben than Shapiro? Home Depot? Ben Shapiro. Well, besides Ben Shapiro, you know what sucks more than Home Depot? Lowe's. Why? Uh, you can't get anything there. I go to I go to the local hardware store. <sighs> I don't really. I go to the local hardware store. I don't really know anything about this. Uh, I do know somebody who is like the chief marketing officer at Lois, and I don't think she'd be happy if she heard that you think Lois. Every time I've gone, I'm like, it's like it is further away than the Home Depot, but I'm like, all right, I'm going to make the extra effort because I'm offended by the uh, founder of Home Depot. He's a dick. And so I'll go to Lois and I'll I'll walk out empty handed, knowing that if I went to Home Depot, I probably would have found what I needed, although it would have been a struggle. And if I just go to the local hardware store, I'll find it in two minutes. And the guys there are like supremely helpful. Well, the problem is for a lot of people, there is no local hardware yeah, store that's anymore. True. I mean, all of these big box stores have pushed the, the small guys out. So what do you do if there is no local hardware you got a store? Home Depot, Amazon. Yeah, all these choices are problematic. Though, problematic. Although I have to tell you, uh, our TV died in our family room. And it's still under warranty. That's how not old it is. Wow. And it was going to be such a hassle to like have a repair that I oh, just went. Not I, worth it. I, no, I went on Amazon and I bought like a better, same size, but better for cool. half of what I paid on this one from four years ago. What size? 50. That's kind of, in this day and age, 50 is considered small. Oh, yeah, much, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the space in the family room isn't yeah. huge. In yeah, the basement, much, I'm dying for that thing to die so yeah. that I can get like some massive. How much you pay for the 50 inch? Four hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> it's like nothing. 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 Like, I mean, not to diminish. Not, not, not to make nothing of it, right? But it was like you know, right. four years ago, the same TV when I bought the one that's hanging there. Oh God, yeah, like, right. It's like so, fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. So now, I mean, it's I can't amazing though because when you think. 
when you think about this, like we're like a 50 inches freaking small. Right. Think about what a 50 inch screen would have been like when you were growing up. Dude, you had to get up and like, change the channel. Thing? First of all, I remember watching TV on a black and white TV and you had to get up and change the channel. I was the remote control for my father. <laughs> I think I was the remote control for my father also. I mean, that's the job of kids back then. Right, right. Get up and change the channel. Did you, was your dad a big Hawaii Five-0 watcher? My dad was. He yeah. watched Hawaii Five-0, Ironsides. Uh, Ironside, yeah. Barney Miller. Uh, I think my dad, I don't know if my, it was, he liked those cop shows. Hawaii yeah. Five-0. Book them, Dano. <laughs> yeah, my my father liked There was one Nash. other. I can't, oh, Kojak. Kojak was huge. Yeah. Kojak was huge. Telly Savalas. Um, dude, I'm feeling like an old man, though. Because my, my back is, is still bothering down? me. Because you're broken down? Uh, I'm broken down. My back is still bothering me. So I'm like been watching, a, you know, I, I, I spent a week like not being able to move watching TV. Do you go to the mall and sit in a tracksuit, like just sitting there watching people walk in my, in my In my orthopedic shoes, I do a lap and then I sit and watch people go by. No, actually mm-hmm. I sit in my house and I watch people go by and I scream, get off my lawn. And then you wave at the people who you know, and then you shake your fist at the children who you can't. Hey, I become you upset. There's some dude who's parking across the street from us. He's Don't like, park a, your car there. Park your car there. Can I tell you, I have a couple of pet peeves from my own neighborhood, which is not as suburban as yours, but there's, from, a, bu- there's a building. The Upper West Side? Um, yeah. You have pet there's peeves, a, okay. There's a building. And this is going to make me sound like a cranky person. <laughs> There's a it. building on 90th Street between Broadway and West End Avenue. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you know I'm what I'm talking it. about. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's on the south side of the street. Okay. Okay. It's a pretty nice building. They have in front of the building, they have a sign that they put on the sidewalk, like by the curb, saying, please do not block our entrance. What do you mean? Like, like don't park your car. Is it a brownstone or is it like an no, apartment? No, no, it's a building. But it's it doesn't, but like building. officially, like the city doesn't have a thing that says no parking no, here. No, that's why I'm angry about it. That's bullshit, man. Because I'd be angry too. I'd tear that, take that sign and walk away with it. It's funny because every time I walk past it, I'm thinking like, I'm taking this with me. Absolutely. I'm, I'm coming, you know getting my second Moderna shot on Thursday. I'll be there. Give me a couple days. I'm coming up. I'm going to run straight up Broadway and I'll meet you there. Let's get that sign. That's bullshit, man. We'll get all fucked up and at three o'clock in the morning. I said the car across the street. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, it's not so even directly parked in front of the house. It just kind of makes it a little difficult to get out of the driveway. Mm. I saw the guy one time. Move? He's like been coming on and off, and I was like, "Hey, you know, like you're parking. It's really hard to get out of the driveway for us." And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I was like, "You know, do you live here now? Whatever." He's like, "Oh, I'm visiting," and he's like visiting like five houses down, like well, park why? in front of their house. The that's fuck, weird. man? That's that's weird. So totally you said weird. it's kind of blocking you, and he. It's didn't- not like it's. It's just it makes it's just it, making it difficult. It's making it's my true. life dis- difficult, and like I'm at the stage in my life <laughs> where you don't where want I want people to make my life easier. Right, right, right. Yeah. So did he move it? Easy. What? Did he move it? Well, so he moved it. Like this was a couple weeks ago. And I was very nice. I was like, hey, you know what? It, I don't know if you realize it, but it's hard for us to get out. Whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. 
the guy, he seems to be visiting. He came back like the other day and he parked it in the exact same place. I'm like, holy shit, he's trolling me. Could be. He could be because now he knows it pisses you off. (laughs) I'm so nice about it too, especially since I can be kind of dickish about things like that. But I'm like, it's the neighborhood. I have to live here. He probably assessed the situation and decided that you were no physical threat to him. Right? Maybe he doesn't recognize that you could potentially yell at him a lot because, you know, you I like, do have a bellowing voice. You like to get into that. You like to. And, my, and maybe he noticed that I hobbled in and out of the house because of my, my exactly. back so issue. He's like, he's like, what's that guy going to do? <sighs> Nothing. How do you like me now? Meanwhile, I'm far where it is. If you and saw what me are you walking down do the street, it? you would not actually not think that I was having a back problem. And this morning, I actually had to, I had to hurdle the dog. Mm. Because of my, my yeah, because anyway, I know Lauren and I were out walking the dog early this morning, and Lauren tossed a treat to her, and the dog cut me off. And because of my superior athletic skills, even with of the back problem I have, I deftly hurdled the dog, and everybody was happy. The dog had the treat, I did not fall over, and I got to demonstrate my dexterity to my lovely wife. All in all, pretty good morning. It was a win. It was definitely a win. So, yeah, and then things, I things are sad when that's what your cat is doing. That's that's when you know suburban man. living, baby. Suburban pandemic living. Oof, I did not trip over the dog. I today. didn't trip over yes. the dog today, honey. Mm-hmm. And I got a new TV for less than half of what I paid the last one, baby. That's a good one. And then I and, and, and then I took my back medication. <laughs> sad existence here. Wow. It's really know. terrible. I don't even know what to say. It's really bad. I'm really sad about this whole thing. Oh, right my God. I really just need people to make my life easier for me. Um, well, that guy's not going to do it. But that guy's not. Yeah, I'm telling you. We'll move that sign and we'll both feel better. I'm definitely coming up. We're moving the sign. Maybe I should take the sign. Is it like on a stanchion? Yeah. Or is it, no, no, like, I'm going to take the, the sign back with me. Oh, my God. On the train. And I'm going to plant it on this guy's car. Or... Put it through the front windshield. Or you just put it right next to the car. My my latest plan was we're going to take the car out of the garage and out of the spot that we park it. I have a little, you know, that parking pad. And we're going to put the car where he's – as soon as he moves it, we're going to inconvenience ourselves and put the cars on the street so that he can't come back and park there. But then it's still going to be in your way when you're trying to get out. (laughs) I know. It's totally stupid. It's one of these things that like – it, it, it like You're takes hold of you when you live in the suburbs. This is the kind yeah. of bullshit that takes hold of you when you live in the suburbs. You're going to cut off your nose to spite your face, and I support this. I'm going to show that guy, man. I'm supportive. You know what? When we steal that sign, we should sell it on eBay. <laughs> that building will buy it back. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> if you keep selling it back to the building. That is so obnoxious, dude. It's just entitled. It's, it's just so like, lame. It's like we we really like our quality of life and we don't want to be disturbed by your car being parked in front of in front of your building there's that big blue awning and there's nothing that says you can't park there never right because that's where people park their cars right in dc there are in front of a lot of buildings are like officially like the city is like no parking entrance that's 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 different we have those things too if your street is designated for parking then it's free game to park anywhere other than during during uh, alternate side rules Fuck right that guy. so if you're on yeah 
It's just, just like some. Oh my god! How big a building? Just, is it like a condo building? Yeah, that's it's a co-op, co-op probably. It's probably a co-op, and it's probably a bunch of wealthy white people on the Upper West Side who are like, "Well, we really don't like the cars parked in front of the entranceway. It's kind of it's distracting, or it's un." I, whatever their reasoning is, well, it makes it hard when they come back from their weekend place. It makes it hard for them to unpack their shit. Exactly. But if you That's have a weekend exactly. place, don't you just leave your shit there? Like you know my what? in-laws have a my in-laws have a weekend place, right? I, I mean, and no my father-in-law goes back and forth with a backpack. I he's mean, got no, a whole, he's got like all his crap there. I mean, no disrespect, but if you have a second place, fuck you. I don't well, care how I, hard it is for you to unpack. Like, there's no shit. need for like the unpacking and whatever. Whatever, man. It's just a bunch of entitled people on the Upper West Side. So, of course, because I go out and walk every day right. since the pandemic, like I see this every day, and I'm like, it's driving you crazy. My kids know this, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna say something." And go, oh. <laughs> I have like two things in the neighborhood. That's one. The other one has recently been fixed. There was a there's a building. On Broadway between 87th and 88th. Okay. Very big building on the on the east side of the street. Okay. And they have, um, they did their own sidewalk in front of the building. So it's not the usual material that the, the concrete okay. that the rest yeah. of the sidewalk is made of, but they have their own, like right in okay. front of their building. Okay. And every time it rains, the material, it's slippery. Oh, it's slippery. Oh. So they put up their own sign that says "caution slippery," and I'm like, "I'm sorry." And I've sli- I haven't fallen there, but I've slid a couple of times. That's so uncool. And I'm like, uh, "Again, your sign is meaningless to me." Change. Well, the lawyer me. probably told them that that was enough to cover them. Well, you know what? They the la- two weeks ago they repaved it, and it's no longer slippery. Yeah, well, that's good. Because somebody either threatened them with a the lawsuit or actually hit them with a the lawsuit. Because every time I would walk past her, I'd be like, I'm going to fall and it's not going to be good. Right. See, but you're, that, that, that's like a rational obsession. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have, when you live in the suburbs, you don't have rational obsessions about the, well, about the neighborhood. Like, why the fuck is that guy putting his garbage out? Garbage pickup isn't until between 6 and 7 a.m. on a Monday. Yeah. You should not put your garbage out before 11 a.m. on a Sunday and I'm being generous and it freaks <laughs> me out. What about your neighbors when they start like mowing their lawns too early in the morning? Does that ever happen? It doesn't really happen that really? much. Really? No. Uh, you don't have that guy who's like at seven o'clock in the morning. Well, you don't care because you're up anyway. But no, but like- I don't. I'm actually, I'm thinking about it. Like, there's a guy who's like diagonally across his his. First of all, his his gardener comes like every day. Um, but I don't think his they gardener. I don't think they. I don't think they start so early. But yeah, whatever, I'm telling always, you, like being being concerned that you're going to slip on the yeah on the, the sidewalk because they put in some non-standard material is at least yeah. rational. Okay, so I have- I'm like obsessing. It's taken all of my self control today not to set up a lawn chair and wait for the dude to come back to his car so I could say, "Hey, why the fuck are you parking where I asked you please not to park? You're pissing now, me it, off now." Now, isn't it a good thing yeah. that we don't? Possess firearms in these Yes, areas. it's a very good thing because I'm obsessing about it. But there's like, Lauren went out, and I'm like, I, I'm not sure that I can be responsible for my actions if this okay. guy comes back. So now I want you to envision yourself as a slightly less well educated version of you living in, let's say, Texas. Missouri. Missouri. Texas. 
Well, Texas is almost cliche, but okay. okay. We'll go Texas. Let's go with Texas. Okay, let's go with Texas. So a slightly less educated version of you with the same temper and the same obsessions. How long do you think you would make it before you pulled out your gun on something? Oh, are you kidding? That, that, that car's already bullet riddled. Now, is it the car or is it the person? No, I think I'd start with the car. You definitely start with the car. I definitely start with the car. And then the guy comes back and pulls out his gun. I mean, like I have to stand my ground, right? Well, I mean, then it's a good guy with a gun versus a bad guy. Well, with a gun. But exactly. then who's the, who's the good guy in this scenario? I don't know. But because I would like to think that you're the good guy in this scenario. But I I fear that you're not. He's parking across the street from me. Again. So, yeah. This is problematic. Speaking now, if you of, go into your arsenal, because you've got multiple <laughs> weapons in your Actually, house, I don't think the car would be bullet hole. I would just take my rocket launcher and blow the motherfucker up. Yeah, but couldn't you just take, go into your kitchen, take a knife, and put it through the guy's tire? That's a lot of work, man. More than shooting him or shooting the car? I mean, like, I had to get the knife. I had to, like, go across the street. I had to, like, bend down. My back hurts. Like, so you're saying there. if you were in Texas, it's just much already, more convenient to you're just strap him. You're yeah. already strapping. Right. Yeah. You know, one Fair thing enough. we haven't talked about, speaking of Texas yes. and Florida and all these places, that now you can engage in vehicular homicide, but you're, you have immunity. <laughs> so the guy who killed, if the, if the Charlottesville protest happened in Florida yeah. and the guy who killed Heather Heyer, he would be, he would be indemnified. He would not go to jail. It's not illegal to it's run. It's not down. illegal to run people over during a protest. Interesting. What if it's okay? Let me put this. Let me turn this around. And then we what can go back to my a, the Texas version of me shooting yeah. up a car. Go ahead. Yeah, because I'm obsessed <laughs> with that now. What if the Florida state capitol is being overrun with insurrectionists yeah. who want to overturn? An election. And I'm just hypothesizing here. Okay. An election that has been widely known to have had no voter fraud, yet, yet there are a group of people who believe and they're egged on that there's voter fraud. So they start to riot in the, again, Florida state capitol. Right. Now, if you drive your car through that, will they charge you? Yeah. No. No. Are you sure? I don't. Well, I mean, as I'm guessing that if those people get run down, <laughs> they're well, going to some charges pressed. The law would suggest otherwise, but this being Florida, I'm just suggesting I mean, but like, that think it about, might not be evenly applied. Think about how crazily scary that is. First of all, the law says that rioting is, is three people. I mean, this is like some serious like Egypt shit, and that if someone drives into a group of people and of course rioting they don't just call it protesting they call it demonstrating it's and, it's, and and the thing is the definition of it is open to wild interpretation right. just like laws in the yeah, middle the east that are tried to establish political control and then if someone decides they want to take matters into their own hand and drive their car into this group of people three or more they will not be held criminally responsible for whatever damage they do to so these people, kill including people. killing them. Well, that is some fucking crazy shit. That is, 
What justification do they have for driving through a group of people, though? Well, they say, well, you know, people are caught up in this and they fear for their lives and, you know, they try oh, to accelerate through the is, crowd. This is but, like a, but in this version, sick, yeah. this a version of Stand Your Ground. Basically. This is Basically. Stand Your Ground with but your I was car. telling you, I would imagine based on the way the law is written, that yeah. if Charlottesville happened in Florida, the guy who killed Heather Heyer would not be prosecuted. And that's the whole point, isn't it? Of, of course that's <laughs> the whole point. Yeah. And Ron DeSantis gleefully signed this with a bunch of like police chiefs and other bunch of other crackers. He's a ghoul. Ghoul. They're all fucking ghouls. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Nobody's hate when, a bigger like, ghoul than Ted Cruz. Though. Who? There's no Ted bigger Cruz. ghoul than Ted Cruz. Except maybe Mitch McConnell. He's another big ghoul. I mean, we our love for him is well documented. So, I mean, the Ted Cruz thing on the front page of the Washington Post today was just—I mean, if other Texas Republicans are backing away from this crazy Tea Party group that is like straight up white supremacist, like not even hiding it, they—they're like the Tea Party was too left for them. They changed their name, and Ted Cruz continues to embrace them. That's some serious. Like, he's going Texas all Republicans in. are backing away from this group. Ted Cruz is going all in on white supremacy. Yeah. Right. Rafael Ted Cruz, born Rafael in Canada. Rafael Ted. Born in Canada to Cuban parents. Born close to the USA. All in on white supremacy. Is that fashion. just unbelievable? Politics does some crazy shit. You got to wonder. You know, people are always like, oh, it's compromise. And what do the Russians have on these people? No, it's just pure corruption. It's, just, it's, it's just cynicism, politics. It's the accumulation of power, yeah. money. Yep. I mean, That's there's money in white supremacy. Well, clearly. Right. I mean, there's this. there was a direct pipeline from the Trump uh, administration. The Mercers. The Fox News. The Mercers. All these people. You know, um, I send it to you, the the popular uh, information, that newsletter that yeah, Judd Legum. Yeah, Judd Legum. He's been following this stuff very, very carefully. And there's a lot of money in this white supremacy thing among these big donors and I feel corporate like PACs are starting to go on. Hey, the Chamber of Commerce is telling its members to chill out on the opposition to these voter suppression laws and stuff like that. I mean, Chamber of Commerce has been problematic for a long time. Long time. Long time. Long time. But I feel like Judd Legume actually has like a, a decent sized readership and oh, yeah. influential readership. I and think when, so. When he starts to report on these things, actually things get changed. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm really glad I discovered that because it's, yeah. a, it's a very cool newsletter. And those guys dig and dig and dig and dig. Yeah. Thank God there are people like that out there who are trying to uncover truth. It's you know to to he's I th I have to look and see how big his his uh, his readership is. But and it's you know it's a there's a fee, but it's not onerous. Yeah. Well, so and he's doing he's doing a lot of the work that like local newspapers used, used to, to do. do. Yeah. Well, and now since there's them. no local newspapers or they're owned by vulture hedge funds or vulture private equity firms, you know, whatever. He's anyway. doing an important job. Just like this podcast is doing an important job. I exactly. like. I'm not sure what. I, I, I have to say I'm eager made. for it to be over because I want to go look at that car. Let's see if it's All still right. there. Well, I feel Check like we've, every hit five the, minutes. we've hit the end of, the, of our Oh, good. I'm going to stand in the kitchen and wait for the guy to come back. Because I, I can see it from the kitchen. You're going to have your hand on your knife drawer? No, <laughs> no. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand there. I'm like, hope. I'm going to pretend to read the paper for the 10th time today with one eye out the dining room table. I, I can't I can... even focus on this. <laughs>
I'm telling you, we're going to steal that sign and you're going to put it. Oh, baby, it's going to be amazing. Just give me them that, during the shot. Just five more days, baby. We're going to give you that sign and you're going to put it in that spot where that guy's car is. I need like two things. I need I need the Moderna shot and I need more prednisone for my back. And then I golden, baby. I'm coming up. We're getting that sign. Go. go to Sal and Carmine's and we're going to get that sign. There Barney Greengrass, eggs, locks and eggs and onions. <gasps> I think we can do that. It's all going to happen. We'll be back. It's going to be back. Inshallah. All right. All right, everybody. On that happy note, see ya. See ya.